What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Robert Ewan, who's a co-founder of Monograph. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being open to coming on. I'm looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. For people that don't know what Monograph is, what is it? What are you working on? It's essentially a time-tracking project management tool designed specifically for architects by architects. Okay, so let's start with kind of high level. You know, there are time tracking tools just in general that anyone could use, but this was super unique when I found this because you're specifically for a certain vertical. So I think actually to start, I think it'd be a good place to start would be, why did you decide to build this? And specifically, why architects? I guess we'd love to start with the origin of the story before we go into how it works. Oh yeah, I love the origin story because it's it's all about me, right? I can share a little bit more deep dive of who I am and where, where I came from. Uh, so my background is in architecture. And I was that little kid that grew up playing with Legos and always wanted to be an architect, studied architecture in high school, studied architecture in undergrad, did uh, two masters in architecture, um, and then became an architect, worked in big firms in Chicago and did projects across the world, international projects, tall skyscrapers, did small high-end residential work in the Bay Area for mega rich uh, investors and people and executives. And then spent a little bit of my time working in prefab, where I did prefab homes uh, at Blue Homes. So I always wanted to be an architect, became an architect, and then really Monograph was born because I wanted to solve problems for architecture. It really has, it's one of the oldest industries ever, right? Really second to just food is shelter. And it also has the least tech innovations ever compared to all other industries. Um, it's a massive, massive problem in a massive, massive market. So what are some, um, as you're well, actually just like kind of walk me through the product. So let's say I was an architect, um, and I wanted to use your product. Can you kind of share how it works, what some of the features are, and then we can kind of dive deeper into, in, into the product. Yeah. I will say like at an extremely high level, some of the features might seem very similar to other time tracking and project management tools. And I think where we are really unique and, and win is because of all the nuances that are very specific within our industry and within this particular vertical. One is yes, we do have time tracking. But what's really interesting that's about this industry is because it's mostly small SMBs, the ability to track time against the billable rate is a lot more complicated than most time tracking software. Because your billable rate does change across 
time when you're working on a project. It will change across within that same project and then across multiple projects because it's so contingent on the contract you win on that project. What that means is sometimes you could be billing on the same project, $200 an hour, and then $150, then $100, and $75 an hour, all within the same week on that exact same project, depending on what you're doing that week. Uh, almost all other time tracking software don't allow you to do that because they peg that rate to you as individuals, and it's really hard to change that rate once you're assigned that rate across the board. And then we have common project management tools, but really the thing that makes us extraordinarily unique and what I'm really proud of is what we call the money, the money GAN, which is a visualization of the time you spent on a project uh, converted to dollars to give you a really high level oversight of how much money you burned to date uh, on that project. So a really clear example would be like if you're 50% through a phase, in the ideal scenario, you should be 50% through your hours and fee. Historically, that's really hard to, hard to even map for an architect. Now it's really easy because we're overlaying timesheet data on top of project deliverable timeline. And we call that the money, the, the money get. So it's, I, I love this because like you're right, there's some features that you think, oh, like on from far away, it's very similar, but it's very specific to a vertical. And I, I want to kind of dive into the fact that you are building for someone that you were and still are, right? Are like architects. What's it like for you to have been in an industry for quite a while and now you're um, in the industry in a different way? Have you learned something new about, about this industry that you may not have known when you were an architect yourself? Well, the interesting thing is like, it, I never, I never owned an architectural business. And really what Monograph is trying to do is really solve business questions and business problems for architects. So I'm learning every day, even though I was an architect, but I was never an architectural owner, right? I never owned my own uh, practice. So I'm learning every day from our, our pool of customers on like what tools they need to better run uh, a more efficient business and how we can continue to help them do that every day, day in and day out. And how are you, how do you get the word out about this? If like, if you were, if you were selling to startups, you know, you just get a crunch base or sell like a Y Combinator or something, but this is like pr pretty niche. So I'm, I'm intrigued to know, like, how do you think about distributing this and, and kind of getting the word out about, um, about monograph? Yeah. Let me tell you something like how most architects manage their businesses today and how they deal with project management and timesheets today is Microsoft Excel. So like it's extraordinarily archaic way of running the business. What that also default means is that they're constantly looking for tools now. So we win on SEO. We win on organic traffic of just being, being the company that solves this problem for them uh, and then reaching them via just SEO. I, I love SEO. For my last company, I managed SEO for dozens of brands and uh, it's one of these things where you got to strike the balance between patience because it takes a second, you know, to get going. And then once you, once you are going, it's kind of like, it just kind of like a snowball. Do you have any um, tips for people listening? If they wanted to explore SEO or think about that as a viable channel? Um, I don't know. Do you, do you, what, what are your thoughts on how people can do SEO in a, in a great way and then kind of get business results from it? Yeah, I, I think, I think SEO has been around, you know, for a long time. And I think a lot of people have looked for hacks to increase 
the rate of how you can get returns on SEO. And as you and I both know, it's a long tail investment, right? It takes time to get yield back. And I think the approach, if you're looking for shortcuts, it's already the wrong mindset in terms of addressing SEO. I think the right mindset for addressing SEO and content marketing uh, is just being empathetical with your, with your user base and continue to put out extraordinarily useful content for them to ensure that you win them on the brand and on the content side. And I think that's really in my mind, the only strategy to approach SEO is to continue to put empathy first and win there uh, and not look for shortcuts around uh, how, to, how to rank faster or how to like get more traffic you know, in the next 24 hours versus like the next 24 months. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not a, a quick trick to get, to get uh, more users or more traffic. That's for sure. What would you say you spend your most of your time on during the day? Are you, are you like working on SEO, working on product, um, you know, meeting customers? If you had to pick an average, you know, an at most average day, what, what does it look like? So we're, really unique as being an early stage startup. Like I meet with every single customer, regardless of their pain or not. As soon as they sign up a trial, I want to meet you. I want to learn what they do. I want to learn how they run their business. And I want to make sure that they have access to, to at least the founding team. And I think that's really unique compared to other startups and other companies that they've, they've done work with. Uh, so I spend a lot of my time with customers, either existing customers or new customers that are trying out Monograph today. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, it's the one of the most fun things about early stage startups is that interacting with every customer. So let's like kind of look out um, for a sec. So so you have you have this company. You're chatting with every customer. At some point, you won't be able to. At some point, it'll grow and grow and grow, and it'll come like, like a giant company. Hopefully, um, kind of when you get there, what would you say that looks like? Or I guess in other words, I guess another way to phrase the question is, what's your big vision, and in what direction are you rowing in for Monograph? Yeah. So the, the terminology I want to put out there is we want to be a system of record for, for the entire building industry. And if, let, me see, if, let me see if I can make this a little bit more digestible. Everyone has a health record and you know exactly how healthy you are, healthy you are and you know all the doctor's appointments you've been through. You have a dental record. Uh, most digital projects, you have GitHub and you have a repository of all the code and all the different branches you've written in. It's amazing that like one of the most expensive endeavors any person can ever start, which is real estate or a building architecture, to date, there is no system of record. The entire collaboration, the entire facilitation of that project happens either verbally, in person, over email, uh, on an Excel document. And, and we want to essentially consolidate that and include not just the architect, but then the entire team, which takes an entire team to pull off a massive project like an architectural building. And to, I mean, it's, it'd be, it'd be a feat and it would take a village, right? You would need, you know, you'd need, you know, employees, customers, um, you would need, you need kind of a bunch of different people to come together to help make this happen. And what I, what I would say is that, well, you'll definitely need help from, is the forward-thinking founders community. So for, for, for one of my last questions is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, looking for customers, looking for investors, you know, BD partnerships? How can the listeners assist? Yeah, generally speaking, I'm open to all of the above. 
uh, we're not particularly looking to hire right now at this moment, uh, but I'm always looking for talented individuals because you never know when we are going to be immediately in hiring mode again, right? Like, and it's always important to always be building amazing relationships. Man, I'm just meeting you the first time. I can already sense this is going to be a lifelong relationship between you and I. Uh, so it's amazing to continue this type of relationship going forward. Uh, if you can help on introducing for introducing architects to us, that's even better, right? Like who, who wouldn't say like, I want, I want more sales. Um, so that's great as well. Investors are phenomenal. They give us amazing insights in terms of uh, third party, in terms of how we're running the business and what they see in terms of market dynamics. That's great as well. Like all the above. All right. And if people wanted to get in touch or find you online or on social media, where can they do that? What's your URL? Are you on Twitter, Instagram? How can they email you? I guess, how can people get in touch? Yeah. Email me is great. I'm a power email user. Uh, if you, if you prefer social, the only social platform that I use the most is actually LinkedIn and you just Google, you can just Google my LinkedIn profile. You should be able to easily find me. Um, feel free to reach out and connect. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Best of luck making the vision happen. Matt, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising, the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.